Yes. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation, find your next credit card, or loan for a big purchase, and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Tech Talk is underway at 11.08 on a Saturday morning. Doug Swinhart is in. Our phone number is 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. If you're having a problem with your computer, hardware, software, whatever, feel free to call the program. 651-989-9226 is the phone number on the program. Doug, I hope you're doing well. Absolutely wonderful, Steve. I, if it's okay, i got to talk about Office 365 and OneDrive. I, Please. I can't believe the amount of problems that people are having with this. It's just amazing to me. It, people think they got their data up in OneDrive and something happens to their data and they can see the file on their hard drive and can't access it because they can't access OneDrive. Well, if you got OneDrive, isn't the data up in the cloud? It doesn't seem like it is. It's really strange. Very, very strange. That's my task yep. today. Uh, how about you? What are you up to? Oh, it's staying busy here in the home studio, kind of reconfiguring uh, the home studio. I will tell you something very unusual, and this kind of plays into uh, the program. A- as I mentioned, I've got uh, a mic. I've got a USB mixer, an audio mixer. That, that feeds into my Chromebook, and that sends the signal to the studio downtown. Jonathan Lowell is in the studio downtown, and then way down the hall in the newsroom is Al Shock, for instance. So uh, we're, we're practicing social distancing. Uh, limited people in the building. I, I'm doing the show from home. But the Chromebook that I've been using for weeks to do the program uh, about 6.45 this morning during the, the CBS News weekend roundup, it stopped. It's oh, plugged no. in. Everything was running. It just stopped. Now, what's interesting about it is I, I followed your advice. I unplugged everything. I happened to have my wife's Chromebook handy, brought that in, got up and going. Nobody knew anything. But my, my Chromebook wouldn't start. I had it plugged into the power. I unplugged it. And what I did is, is I held in the power button for about 10 seconds and let it sit. I took it out of the room, let it sit in another room in, in the family room. And then about an hour later, it powered up and everything's been fine. Now I'm using it right now to uh, get online, check Twitter, uh, bring up the weather report, that sort of thing. But But very unusual. It just stopped working like that. And I thought, well... It doesn't owe me a dime. I've had it for a number of years right now. I paid about 250 bucks for it. Maybe this is it, but it bounced back. So 
I'm not sure what was going on, but it, it died and it came back to life about an hour later. That's extremely strange behavior for any computer, Chromebook or PC or Mac or uh, a Linux. That's uh, that's very, very strange. I couldn't even begin to assess what that possibly could have been. That more than likely, it could have been some kind of static buildup on your motherboard. Yeah, We can't see it, can't smell it. Sometimes you can hear it, maybe. But I think sometimes this equipment has gotten so small that the static flies around the top of this motherboard like little tornadoes, and pretty soon when they start to collide, it just collapses. I, uh, it's not going to cause any shorts or anything, but I, I think this is somehow static-related. I truly do. But that's very, very unusual. Very unusual. Thank God your wife had another Chromebook and you were able to get back online in a hurry. Well, you, you, you've always got to have a plan B in this business, uh-huh. and I did. And I always have a, a couple here because one uh, feeds the audio, and then the other one, I like I say, I go online, keep an eye on the radar, and keep an eye on Twitter and our, our text screen as well. By the way, you can send a text to the show at 651-989-9226. So all is good, just an unusual glitch. I've never had that happen before. And what runs through your mind when something drops out, I thought, it's an issue with the power supply or the battery or something. But once again, I, I held down the power button, something that you've talked about, mm-hmm. to dissipate yeah, a- all the power in the machine, and I just let it sit. And then I went back an hour later, and it, it powered up, and it's been operating fine. So that that's kind of what I've had going on this morning. But, uh, Doug, you, you, you bring up um, troubleshooting issues. Uh, from time to time on the program, um, is that kind of like rebooting and shutting down? Every now and then a smart television for some reason won't operate. Check the batteries in the remote is number one. Number two is if if a smart TV is acting funny or won't connect with the Internet, I simply pull the plug, unplug it, and let it sit for 30 seconds or a minute before plugging it in. And I think that gets back to what you've talked about, where sometimes these things just need to reset. Uh, the old reboot, power it down, disconnected from the power supply, and just let them sit. Don't know why, but it seems to work wonders. This is especially true with things that are, we, we automatically assume something is wrong, something's broken, something's wore out. And with electronics, that's not always the case. And in fact, I think 90% of the time, that's not the case. If you have something that's happening with your machine that is that you can duplicate, that you can actually cause to happen, it has some semblance of a format that it follows that the anomaly or the issue occurs, then you can diagnose it. But if it's a one-off, almost always just draining the power, letting it sit, will bring these babies right back to life. If that's the only time that this happens, but see, once this happens, human nature is, can I trust that machine? And you can, but you really can't. I really think that people need to be aware of that. Yes, you can trust them, kind of, but it's still a dumb machine, and there's things going on that we don't always know about that an anomaly, like you had today, could be static, could be any number of things. I have a feeling this was static-related. 
And when we have these drastic changes in weather, which we really are going through again here, uh, now we're snapped back into a cold weather, and the barometric pressure has an effect on these things. So that was a, that was a smart move on your part. Very, very good. By the way, our phone number on the program, 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. And you can call or text any of our programs, whether it's Saturday or Sunday. For instance, Healthy Matters with Denny Long tomorrow morning. Uh, feel free to call or text the program. And it's true during the week from Dave Lee in the morning news, Corey Heppola, Chad Hartman, Paul and Jordana, Mike Max, Henry Lake, 651-989-9226 is the magic number. And from our text line, any suggestions on software uh, software to run uh, cleanup and speed up a three-year-old Acer laptop? What would you recommend to kind of clean it up and optimize it? Well, you know, one of my old favorites is Cleaner, and they've made some changes that have asked. You can still download the free version. But if you really wanted to do it right, you'd want to buy the pro version. Or you could run a search on Clean Manager Plus Plus, and it's just two plus signs. This is another little free program that's popped up on uh, on uh, GitHub, and I've been playing with this this last week. I like it. It's meant to replace some of the things that we are now losing in some of the later versions in Windows 10, but it will run on XP 7 it, the whole thing, it's a beautiful little program. Download it, it's portable. You don't actually even install it. You just run an executable file, which I think is really a plus in a case like this. But that would be my advice, would be either CCleaner or Clean Manager Plus Plus. Those two programs have been my go-to now for several weeks, and they just do a wonderful job. That, plus, in case they've got a spinner drive, they're going to want to use OzLogic, A-U-S from Australia, I believe, AUS Logics, L-O-G-I-C-S, and that, again, is a trial version or a free version you can still find. That does a great job of reorganizing your files, and there's a section in there that will put the most used files to the front of the drive, so they're always accessible. That seems to do a tremendous job of speeding things up, and I hope that helps. That's a great text. Quick break. We've got more on Tech Talk. Doug is in and taking your calls or texts at 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226 is the phone number. It is 1118 here at News Talk, 830-WCCO. It is 1122 on a Saturday morning here at News Talk, 830-WCCO, the great little Richard passed away. Big thanks to producer Jonathan Lowe. By the way, our phone number here on Tech Talk, 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226 is the phone number on the program, and that is good for a call or a text if you want to visit uh, with Doug on the program today. Let's jump back to our text line to start the program today. Have a... Windows 10 Dell, and a Toshiba Windows 7 that was upgraded to Windows 10. Do I need more than uh, security essentials for security? Uh, We've talked about Defender being enough in the past. Doug, what's your read on this? I think today I think it's a good idea. 
there's plenty of commercial antivirus and malware packages out there, uh, especially on the one that was upgraded. Uh, I find that some of these upgraded PCs will still leave remnants of the original operating system, and from time to time, it will confuse the built-in antivirus malware that comes from Microsoft, where a commercial package is independent and accessing whatever configuration is there. That that I think it's a good idea that Toshiba, the new Dell that came with Windows 10, at least through the warranty, you can go ahead and use Windows Defender and it should work just fine. But it's the price of these things are dropping as well. And there is a multitude of really good programs out there. Uh, I've been experimenting with uh, SpyBot Search and Destroy from Safer Networking, and they have opted to add an antivirus to their free SpyBot for like 19 bucks a year. It does a tremendous job, just an excellent job. So for $20 a year, and there's higher-priced ones and lower-priced ones, and the drawback here would be support. Being that they're in Germany and France, their support is via email, and there's probably 24 hours back and forth. If you're feeling that little uncomfortable with that, Malware Bytes is your answer. That's probably the best deal going. They have U.S. personnel. It comes right from this country. It's just a tremendous package. But I, individually, while the computer's under warranty, use what comes from Microsoft. About a month or so before it expires warranty for the manufacturer, I would upgrade to a commercial. But that's my opinion, and I hope that helps. Let's go to the phone lines right now. Sue from Brooklyn Center, you're on the air with Doug. Hello. Hi, good morning. Hi. I got a question from the past. I think it was a few years back where um, the scammers were calling and say, we're from Microsoft, may we get into your computer? And I'm sorry to say, yes, we did let them into our computer. Is that computer layered with malware now, and I should just disregard this computer and dispose of it? Well, that sounds a little drastic. I I think that uh, it's definitely a concern. I I know that I had experience where six and seven and eight months later after someone had connected to a, a person's computer, strange things would begin to happen. You always have the option of completely wiping the drive and reinstalling the operating system, and it's much easier than what you might think. Uh, You might want to consider a Linux uh, OS on there. That that you can download for free and take your time and get it done right. I'm just not real big on throwing stuff away just because we're not sure how it's configured. Better to take a few hours and get that thing configured properly and save your equipment. You might just be throwing away a computer that is probably quite valuable and i'm 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 not one to throw things away so I, I hope that helps and if you need my help feel free to call i love converting those older machines and thank you again for the call yeah and one of the things we preach on the program keep that stuff out of the landfill a lot of this old equipment uh can run just fine it just needs to be reconfigured linux is a great option we talk about it often don't give up on those old machines, that's for sure. More on the text line in a moment, but well, let's stay on the text line for a moment uh, because I, I, I've got a great example where you could use the rewind feature at radio.com. And the text is, what were the two security programs that Doug recommended a moment ago? 
Doug, what were those two security programs someone should consider if they're going to get a commercial uh, antivirus package? Well, I really like Malwarebytes, M-A-L-W-A-R-E-B-Y-T-E-S, and it's Malwarebytes.com. That's probably my favorite. If you think you're going to need some support or if you're new to working with, with antivirus and malware, they're here in the, in the States. You call them up. If they don't answer their phone, they're back to you in half an hour. They do tremendous, tremendous service. And the other one is an old, old school program called SpyBot Search and Destroy. S-P-Y-B-O-T, one word, search, and then I usually put an ampersand sign and destroy. They've been giving this software away for well over 35 years, and they've always been open source and lived on donations. But they've added an antivirus that you can add to this for, it's like $19 a year. And you can locate that at Safer, S-A-F-E-R dash networking, N-E-T-W-O-R-K-I-N-G dot O-R-G. Or just go to Google and type in SpyBot Search and Destroy and go to their website and download it. Download that for free anyway. Once you get that set up, it's a tremendous package. Takes a little bit more effort. And you, this is a package you do not want to be scanning every day. This is a, it does a deep, deep scan, scans bit by bit, not just file by file. goes inside the file and scans bit by bit. Just a tremendous piece of work. Uh, but Malware Bytes would probably be my first go-to for here in the U.S. I just like doing business local and on the Internet. That means in America or North America. And I hope that helps. But that rewind button, right. I love that thing. Oh, yeah. Radio.com app. Download it. It's free to your smartphone or tablet. And then make WCCO Radio your favorite. Take advantage of the rewind feature. And if you miss something on the program, Tech Talk or one of our other programs today, just take advantage of that rewind feature. It's kind of like a DVR for the radio, if you will. So Radio.com app. It's free, and it's hard to beat free. It is 11.30. Quick break. We'll come back with the weather. Brent from Roseville, hang on the line. We'll get to you in a moment here on News Talk, E3OWCCO. Tech Talk with Doug Swinhart continues. Uh, the phone number, 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. And that's good for a call or text if you want to talk to Doug Swinhart, and as promised, we want to go to the phone lines right away and bring in Brent from Roseville. Brent, you're on the air. Hello. Good morning. Um, I, I recently uh, saw an ad uh, regarding a uh, like a zip drive, just a plug-in that will back up your whole uh, system. And I guess I don't know if you know anything about that. It's called Infinity Cloud. Um, is that something you're familiar with? That supposedly you could hard drive, back up the hard drive and everything on your computer. Well, the interesting thing is the name, Infinity Cloud. That that kind of indicates to me that you're actually going to have a cloud service, and what you're plugging in is possibly some type of routine that bypasses the use of a browser to make sure that it's safe. But i, I got to be honest tell you, this is the first I've heard of this, but anytime you are saving your files, as long as you can access them properly, it's a good idea. Um, I'm going to do some research on Infinity Cloud, that almost kind of kind of confuses me. You, you buy a device, which I would think would might possibly be a storage device, 
But if it's not, then you're probably logging in to some type of a cloud service, and you're going to want to check the prices and make sure what you're getting. If it's something that's up in the cloud, you have Google Drive, which is free, and it's a matter of just dropping and dragging your files. I kind of tend towards making sure that people understand how to do it manually first before they automate, even if they go with something like Carbonite. But uh, Carbonite is just a wonderful, wonderful service also for a cloud service. I'll do some research and see what I can find out. And thank you so much for the call, and stay healthy and be well. Yeah, and we talk about backup strategies a lot on the program because that is one thing you, you can't fix. Hardware can be replaced. Other things can be swapped out in a computer. But uh, when the data is destroyed or lost, that is a big deal. And, and having something up in the clouds, having a hard copy, uh, external hard drive works, DVD, CD, I know that's older technology, but but there are a lot of strategies to make sure that you, you have copies of your data, uh, photos, documents, other things that are really important. And, and Doug, I, I, I know it's really low tech. I, I have a couple of email accounts. Most people do. I, I generally don't do this on my work accounts. I, I keep those work only. But on my two private accounts, I have a Gmail and an old Yahoo account. If it's really important, I'll email stuff from one to the other. So then I've got a copy in uh, the sent folder of one and in the inbox of another. So I, I know one way or another I'm going to be covered. The odds of Yahoo and Google having a major failure are pretty doubtful. You know, that's an excellent, excellent strategy. And I think another thing that we should mention from time to time is people will go ahead and they'll buy a service, for example. Or in the case of this computer I've been working on the last couple of days, they'll set up with uh, Microsoft OneDrive. And they think they got all their backups up in OneDrive, but then they go to restore it and they can't get to them. I think it's important that once you come up with a backup solution, you have the recovery. Even before a disaster happens, that this gentleman thought for sure he's had OneDrive set up now for a number of years, purchased another computer and life was good. Well, now all of a sudden there's something wrong with the login at the original machine and he had to change his password to OneDrive, and his Quicken data is gone. We can see it on the hard drive. We just can't access it because we can't open up OneDrive. Well, is the data on his hard drive or up in OneDrive? Can't see it in OneDrive. Very unique. So test your solution and make sure that it's going to work. That, and you want to do that yeah. the first week or so you're playing with it. Then you can be confident that you got all your ducks in a row. But, yes. That email solution, I love that. I use that myself. After I never thought of that before you mentioned it. I use it almost a lot more than you might believe, but I, I got several email accounts, so it's a piece of cake. I really like that solution. Simple, clean, yeah. and effective. Um, and I hope that yeah. helps. Yeah, very good. Uh, by the way, let's bring in Jonathan Lowe, our producer. We had a caller that didn't want to go on the air, and we understand. Uh, Jonathan, what do you got? So uh, the listener that called in was asking about a Dell notebook laptop that she had purchased about three years ago. Uh, she said recently that it's not even coming on. It's not even turning on. She did try to reach out to a technical service to get help with it, and they're thinking that it might be the motherboard that need to be replaced needs to be replaced. 
They're saying it's going to be $200 to replace that motherboard, and she only paid about $400 for the laptop. Is it time, should she invest in that motherboard? Is it time to look for a new laptop? What would be sort of a best-case scenario here? You know, if this thing went that fast, the first thing that I would test would be that uh, uh, AC power adapter plug. And you pull out a multimeter and test that first. If they never saw the machine, they shouldn't be talking about a motherboard replacement. We always, when we do repairs, to do them properly, you start at the beginning. And the most difficult thing to diagnose is a computer that won't start. So you got to get out your multimeter and you got to start testing the thing. I can't tell you how many of these computers people were told they had to buy a new motherboard, new computer. I put in a six to fifteen dollar AC power connector, and up they come, and away they go. And the next little piece in the chain is this small little PC board that converts the AC to DC. It's kind of like a little voltage regulator, and sometimes that's gone too. Again, it's less than twenty dollars, and depending upon the machine, you can usually put them in for labor under fifty bucks. I don't think that. I never am comfortable with people that start quoting big numbers until they've seen the machine. And let's take a look at the small stuff first. So I'm, um, I would not be ready to do that yet. I would be, lo- I'd love to look at that computer. Three years old, I bet it's an AC adapter connector. Good old, bet money. It would be well worth testing that first. And thank you for the call, even though we weren't able to talk to you. Yep. Uh, By the way, we'll have Doug's phone number and email at the end of the program today. Speaking of the phone lines, let's go to Brian in Minneapolis. Brian, you're on the air. Hello. Hey, good morning. I just have a quick question. I I would like to add a second monitor to my computer. Um, Is that an easy thing to do, or is that a major install of other components over? Most computers will do two monitors today. If If it's a desktop, you can look on the back of your machine, and you chances are have one of four connectors. You've got a VGA connector, which is a 15 pin, and it looks like a small T, or a 24-2, also known as a, as a DVI, digital video interface. And then, of course, you've got the HDMI. And then the latest one is called the DisplayPort. Looks a lot like a DVI, just a little bit misshaped on one side. And you might have all four of them and only be able to access two. Most computers will take two monitors today. If possible, you're going to want to try to get them, the two monitors, either identical or at the very least the same resolution. But you could test that by borrowing somebody else's monitor and plugging it in and letting the good times roll. I'll bet money your computer is probably capable of that with no extra hardware right now. And thank you for the call. I hope that helps. All right, Doug, let's uh, get into the text line, and let's go through some of these as quick as we can. They're piling up, and we want to get to them. Um, can I get a Chromebook with Windows 10 Pro? Doesn't sound like that would work to me. This is a proprietary BIOS, and I can't imagine why you would want to do that. Windows 10, like all Windows installations, they're quite resource-heavy. And with, with a Chromebook, you are looking more for a, a, a no-maintenance, just plug it in and turn it on and work. And, yes, it's mostly up. I have, have people say, well, it's got to be on the Internet. And that's true. 
but how often are you on your computer today without being on the internet? So the Chromebook is probably a, not a good solution for Windows 10. If you wanted to test Windows 10, you could certainly put it on another computer and test it out. But I don't think to replace Chrome OS with uh, Windows 10 would be a, just wouldn't be practical. Not, not best practices generally considered. But thank you for the text nonetheless. Just ordered a MacBook 2017 version from Best Buy. It has a 128-gig flash drive. Is this a good computer? And what should I do when I take it out of the box? Well, this is a, if you're getting a new Mac, you're getting a good machine. Uh, these, are, uh, these are extraordinary hardware. Your very first thing when you turn this on, Apple's interface does a tremendous job walking you through step-by-step. Make absolutely certain that you create an Apple account, an iCloud account, and you keep track of your credentials. If you've had Apple products in the past, you're going to want to try to use the same account and have a thorough understanding of how your devices are syncing up together over the clouds and really, really pay attention to that. It will save you a ton of problems. Make certain that you activate your Apple Care. One of the biggest selling points of buying an Apple product, in my mind, is the Apple Care. I think that's just worth every penny. I've yet to hear anybody say it wasn't worth it, ever. It, the service that you get on a new Apple is absolutely second to none. Just set it down and plug it in and rock and roll and take your time and just let it walk you right through the process. Should have no problem whatsoever. And thank you so much for the text. It's a great text. Yeah, good luck with that machine. Uh, can you get 4K quality on a smart TV using a Fire Stick? I have an opinion on that. Uh, for for me, it, it's all about how good is your Wi-Fi. That that that's going to dictate quality as much as anything. I don't know oh, if you have exactly any thoughts right. on that, but uh, Fire Stick and smart TV. Uh, if if you're streaming, how good's your internet? How good's that Wi-Fi? Exactly. Your connectivity here is the key to all. And you can do things inside your house to accelerate your Wi-Fi. And, and in fact, I replaced um, a small little network card in a 7-year-old 13-inch Toshiba at my place not too long ago and took her Wi-Fi speed from 30 megabits per second to 180. And I bought that card on Amazon for $29 uh, from uh, Killer Networks. Wonderful, wonderful way to go. It really, you hit the nail on the head. You must have proper internet speed outside the house, and you have to have your internet, your network set up and optimized so it flows really well. And you can actually tweak this thing and give more bandwidth within uh, your local area network to specific people and or machines. But yeah, that's, uh, that's the key. The, the fire stick really doesn't care what you're pushing through. And it will, it's really up to the TV. Does it do 4K? Where am I getting the 4K, the big screen? Probably Amazon Prime, I would imagine, someplace like that. And other than that, it's just how well you connect and can you send that data to that machine to display. That's everything in a, in a nutshell. Good answer. Way to go, Stevie. Way to go. Yeah. Yeah, and, and they, they they might be playing with the quality. You know, can you get true 4K? Hard to say. That 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 to me is is going to be pretty hard to measure. But uh, 
you know, yeah, quality and smart TVs, all my experiences, how good is the Wi-Fi, and if you've got good good internet connectivity and good Wi-Fi, you're going to be in good shape. You're, you're going to have no problem with the picture quality. Quick break. We've got more on Tech Talk. We'll go to the phones. we got John in Minneapolis, Ray in Brooklyn Park, and a few more texts before we say goodbye. Here at News Talk, 830-WCCO. Boy, it's gone quick. Tech Talk, Doug Swin the Heart today, and we want to jump right back to the phone lines here on Tech Talk. And let's bring in John in Minneapolis. John, please go quick. Yes, I have an HP uh, uh, 17-2-0, and I've got, I'm with Windows 7. I have a, a Logitech camera, an HP, um, HP um, webcam, I mean HD webcam, um, C310. Everything works except the microphone. I can't seem to figure out why. Can you help me with that? Yeah, it's probably being shared on the ports. There's um, there's some scanners that you can do, but this might be a little too complex to answer on the radio. Uh, give me a call sometime next week, and we'll pop in, and we'll get together, and we'll, we'll see if we can find out. Um, it could be as well that that microphone is attempting to transfer from the camera rather than the actual app. Uh, but we can get that figured out. It's probably probably easier than you think. Could be that it's just disabled in um, in your sound settings. And even though that sounds strange, your microphone is going to be part of the configuration that's going to be found underneath sound settings. And give me a call next week. We'll get you taken care of. I wish I could be more help. Yeah, we have uh, more... Uh, we'll have Doug's phone number and email in a moment. Uh, we apologize. We won't be able to get to Ray in Brooklyn Park before the end of the program. A couple of things on the text line, though, that I want to get to. Um, once again, what were those, real quick, what were the two security programs that you recommended earlier in the show? I just want to recap that if, if people only caught part of it. Uh, yeah, the, the first one would have been SpyBot Search and dis- Destroy. S-P-Y-B-O-T, SpyBot, search, S-E-A-R-C-H, and destroy. Just pop that into a, into a Google search, and you'll come right up with it. But you're looking for a website that is labeled safer-networking.com, and I think they also got spybot.com at this point as well. But make sure you're at Safer Networking. They're in Germany and France. But my favorite all-time is here in the, in the U.S. is Malwarebytes. M-A-L-W-A-R-E-P-Y-T-E-S dot com. Absolutely wonderful people to work with. You, you can't do any better for customer service and support there. And I hope that helps. All right. Very good. Uh, we, we've had a number of texts on uh, that security software. And uh, once again, uh, Doug brings those up frequently on the program. Doug, uh, real quick, your phone number and email. Thank you. 651 552 9543 and of course WCCO Tech.com. WCCO T E C H dot com. 651-552-9543. And thank you so much, Steve, for having me on. Yeah, always good to visit with you, Doug, and hopefully you're available in a week. And by the way, happy Mother's Day to all the moms. Uh a big big day tomorrow. And uh, once again, I know with 
social distancing and, and what's going on in the world. You might not be able to see mom, but once again, happy Mother's Day to all those moms. Doug, have a great day. Thank you. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you.